We have, in our Celebration Sundays, have been looking at what we call the four G's about God's character. Uh, God is good. And because God is good, we don't have to look elsewhere for our satisfaction. Because God is good, we don't have to look elsewhere for our satisfaction. We've looked at God is great. Because God is great and almighty and powerful, we don't have to be the ones who are in control. Because God is great, we don't have to be the ones who are in control. And then we've looked at God is gracious. Because God is gracious toward us through his son, Jesus, by sending him to live the life we couldn't live, to die the death we couldn't die for us, to save the whole world, we don't have to prove ourselves. How freeing is that? That because God is gracious, we don't have to prove ourselves before him. He accepts us fully and completely through his son. Well, today we're going to look at the last of the four G's. God is glorious. God is glorious. And because God is glorious, we don't have to be afraid. Because God is glorious, we don't have to be afraid. Now, this word glory is really interesting. Uh, If I were to ask to do a survey of folks in this room or even out on the street, when we think of the word glory, what do we normally think of? We think about what we just did, right? Singing songs, uh, giving God the glory, praise the Lord, you know, praise you the Lord, hallelujah, right? That's what glorifying God is about. What if I told you that we got it wrong in that area? That's almost a little bit like, what? What do you mean? That glorying God isn't necessarily about singing him worship songs and, and giving him praise. Well, the reason for that is because if we were to go back to the ancient words of Scripture that we see in the Hebrew Bible, what we learn about the word glory is that it actually comes from an even ancient word, or word, ancienter uh, word, uh, and uh, that, that, that means heavy. It's the word kavod. Turn to your friend and say kavod. Kavod. It's not COVID. <laughs> it's kavod. Say it, say it again. Kavod. Kavod means heavy. It means presence. It actually means liver, which is a little bit weird. But the word is, have you ever, have you ever been in the presence of something so good and so great and so glorious that you feel it in your stomach? That you feel it in your liver? In fact, in the ancient world, they thought the liver was where life was held. And it's actually, there's a lot of truth behind that. Because if you don't take care of your liver, not good things happen. And so the word kavod means heavy. It means presence. To help illustrate this, I went and got a really heavy rock that I just picked up and threw. So anyways, so this is kavod. This rock has weight. It has mass, right? And so we even know what does the Bible say about who God is, that he's our rock, that he's our presence and our help 
and ever need. And so that's the idea behind kavod, is that God is present with us. And when he is present with us, we feel it in our gut. And so that is actually what you and I were created for. We were created to live in the presence of God. How incredible is that? That the God of the universe, the maker of all things, would want to live with us. Isn't that pretty cool? That God decided to make everything because he wanted to share his glory and his presence and his love with us. That's what you were created for. Your most uh, basic reality, your most basic function in life is to live in the presence of God. That's pretty amazing if you think about it. And in fact, because of our sin, what did we do? We left the presence of God. We chose to live on our own. We chose to to leave the Garden of Eden through Adam and Eve. And we make that choice every day to not live in the presence of God. But God loves us and wants to share his presence and get this, his glory with us so much that he came to us in the person of Jesus. That God, in Philippians chapter 2, it says that he took on the form of humanity. In John chapter 17, you might be familiar with this passage. It's one of my favorites. Just before Jesus goes to the cross, and and this is the passage that we're going to look at today in short, that just before Jesus goes to the cross, and he's bearing the reality and the weight of what he's getting ready to do by dying for our sins. He makes this prayer to his Father in heaven for every single one of us who would choose to follow him. This is what he says. Can we put that up on the screen? My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. So he's praying to the, 12, praying to the Father about the 12 and how through their message the whole world would know that Jesus is the Son of God. That all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave to me, that they may be one as we are one. In I in them and you in me so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you have sent me and you have loved them even as You have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you have loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, 
Though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them, and I will continue to make you known in order that the love that you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. How incredible is that? That the same glory that the Father has given to the Son, the Son has given to us. The same presence that the Father has with the Son, the Son has with us. The same love that the Father has given the Son, the Son has given us. And when we love each other, whose love is it that we're loving with? God's. It's Jesus' love. So, what does this look like? How do we go about living in the glory of God? Just real quick, anyone else's, I, every time I read that passage, my mind is blown. Because we think that our job is to glorify God. God doesn't need us to glorify him. He's fully glorified in and of himself completely and fully. We get to participate. We get to join. And in fact, Jesus glorifies us. How crazy is that? And we, in turn, get to glorify everyone else because we share God's presence in us through the Holy Spirit. We are a living temple of God, and we take him wherever we go. You want people to meet Jesus, just meet you. To meet us. Jesus says that this is a new command that he gives us. Love one another as I have loved you. And what? By this, the whole world will know that you are my disciples. All we get to do, this is it. This is it. Problem solved. How do we do mission? We just love people. And we glorify them. And we share the good news of God's love for them through Jesus and their opportunity to have life with him. Because here's the thing. All of us were created to share in the glory and love of God. But just like in the garden, we got selfish. And who did we start glorifying instead? Us. We started glorifying ourselves. We started loving ourselves more than our neighbors and our friends more than our coworkers, more than our, our schoolmates. And so God wants to reorder the world through us. Let me show you what this looks like. So I have some friends who are going to help me out. My friend Rosalind right here. This is a mirror. Now, uh, there's some smoke, and this is a mirror. But what I'm getting ready to show you is not smoke and mirrors. It's an illustration that shows what living with God is like. And so what I'm going to do is I have my friend here, Rosalind, and she's going to take this mirror over here. And then up there we have my friend Talitha and her mom, Hunter. Can we wave? 
It's a little, a little bit bright. She's standing in that light. And I have a light. And this light represents the presence of God. Now, do you think this light is strong enough? If we were to turn off all the lights, let's go ahead and turn off the lights. Is that cool? Now, this light, hey, could I have some friends go ahead and close those doors too? Thanks. This light probably isn't strong enough to reflect from this source, and we're going to say this light is God because God is light and God is love. This light's, if we had a lot of these lights because God is everywhere, this could easily fill up the whole room. But what we're going to do is, do you think we need a stronger light? Yeah, we probably do. How about this light? Is this strong enough? So because God is light, and I'm gonna, we're going to try our best not to blind you, um, my friend Rosalind over there, you can see she has it right in front of her face, she's going to take this light, and this is the way God's glory works. God's glory is we were created to be like mirrors. We were created to be image bearers. We were created to reflect the glory of God. So she's going to take this light, and she, just like a good mirror, is going to reflect it up to my friend Talitha. I'm going to try to hold it really still. And then Talitha is going to take the light, and she's going to reflect it back to me. You guys see that? Yeah. And that's the way God's glory works. We share his presence with everyone, and the whole world is filled with his light. Right? Unless something happens. What happened? What happened, guys? She turned it around. Who's she looking at now in the mirror? That's what we do with sin. Sin is when we want to bask in our own glory and our own love and our own light instead of God's. And what happens? Look. When we turn the mirror back around, we call that word repentance. That's what literally what it means sometimes is to turn. Jesus is the true image. He's the true mirror. And we come and live in the light of Jesus. When we experience his love and his forgiveness, this glory cycle is restored. And we can all share and live in the love and light of God again. So what does glory mean, everyone? What's our word for glory? Kavod, right? Now, there's a little bit of smoke in the room, so let me talk about that for a second. In the, in the early story of God, through his people, when he was bringing them out of the land of Egypt, God lived amongst his people Israel. And by day, how did he live? in a cloud, in a pillar of smoke. And by night, how did he live? Yeah, by fire, by light. And that's what we're surrounded with today. We are surrounded by the presence of God. Everywhere we go, there's no escaping it. His glory is everywhere. 
That's why Jesus came. Jesus came because he loved us so much. The Father loved us so much that he wanted to give his glory to us, his presence to us, his love to us, so that we would in turn glorify him and share his glory with the world. Now, you might be like me a long time ago, and one of the words up there that almost made me cry was how it talked about how he takes the cynic and he gives him faith. How he takes the broken and he heals them. You may be here today and you're cynical towards this, but there's something new that's happening that's, that's taking place right now as God is revealing himself to you and, and, and for the first time you're turning that mirror around because you're choosing to follow him today. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day in which you can come to Jesus, sit at the Father's feet, and be filled with His presence through the Holy Spirit. If that is you today, Show it in your body. Come on up and receive him. Maybe, maybe what it is is you've had that mirror turned around for yourself. You've, you live in the light and the presence of God. You have the spirit dwelling in you, but you know, you know that you've been staring at yourself a little bit too long in certain areas of your life. Today is the day for you to experience freedom and breakthrough in that area of your life. Just come and sit in the presence of God. Come be with him. You know, Isaiah, in the book of Isaiah chapter 6, when he has this vision of standing before the Lord, he's afraid. He sees the glory of God in the throne room of God, and he's afraid. What do the angels tell him? Don't be afraid. We're the ones who think we ought to be afraid of God. Sure, we have fear of him in the sense of awe and wonder, but we're not to be afraid of him in the sense of staying away from him. The greatest place of freedom is in his presence because it's in his presence that he gives you his glory so feel free to respond today if you feel so led let's pray father god we love you so much jesus thank you for coming and living the life we couldn't live and dying the death we couldn't die and being raised to life again and, and, and as Paul says, that we are raised with you and seated with you in the heavenly places where your glory is forever. Lord, we have tasted in part and we cannot wait until the day when we taste in full and see that you are good and great and gracious and glorious forever and evermore.
We ask that you would save people today and bring them home. We ask that you would bring freedom to areas of broken places and breakthrough into areas of battle and frustration. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.